Indianapolis. Uh, I got some, you think, you, you may say, well, Pastor, I want to get in on what you're going to share with the business people. Well, uh, I'm going to come down there just for you. So we're going to put a real-time poll up to see if you want Pastor to drive down 69, particularly when it's cold out here. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but I, I love, I would come, I'd make a trip just for you. We had somebody already shared that they wanted to, um, thank you, Lord, I forgot about this. Somebody said, I wanted to get in on what you shared with the business people last time. Um, I didn't do that, and I already forgot what I said from last time. So, But I'll come, on, come, come there and uh, come down there and share what's on my heart. I do have a ministry to business people. And the word for today is step out into your comfort zone. I did a, a Facebook, excuse me, what did I? Yeah, thank you. Not into your comfort zone. You're already there. Step out of your comfort zone. Launch out into the deep. That's where a whole lot of fish are in the deep. But you got to step out of your comfort zone. I did a video post on Facebook, and, um, and I, I, I felt led to... Uh, put some money behind it and push it out there. We had like 64,000 views the last time that I looked. Just a short clip about launching out into the deep. It's, it's a, it resonates with people. It's, it's, and I, wa I, wa I want the Summit family board to, to get a hold of this and run with it. You have your own vision. You can only be Second best somebody else. So follow your own path, the path that God has for your life. Amen? All right, let's just dive right into this. Praise God. Count it all joy. Count it joy when you fall into various trials. We covered this, temptations, trials, or tests. How can you count it joy when you're in a test or a trial? It's when you know something. Watch this. See, what we've been looking into is a lack of patience is an enemy to your faith. Count it all joy. This is the reason why we can count it joy. You just can't look at verse 2. You got to look at verse 3. The only reason we can count it joy is because we know something. Knowing this. Everybody say, knowing this. Knowing See, knowing, what, are we, what is it that we know? That the, 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 the trying, the, the testing, the proving of your faith produces what? Produces patience. Okay. And um, patience means you wait. In between the time that you believe in God for something and the time that the manifestation happens, or whoop, there it is, in between that time, you need patience. And you just wait. And you rest. You don't strive. You don't struggle. You don't try to make it happen. Huh? You, you, you rest, and then God works. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
See, Ruth went through that, that phase with, with, with Boaz. She had gleaned, and, 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 and she got one ephah of grain, and it was like an ephah is, is one bushel, and it was enough. It was a 10-day supply, and it was, it was, it was cool. And she, she got favor, but she was out there working in the field. But then uh, Naomi, her mother-in-law, told her to go sit at the feet of Boaz. And she went to another level where she wasn't working. And then she ended up being the husband of her, her kinsman redeemer, Boaz. Now she just didn't have... Uh, a bushel, she had the whole thing. And it happened as she rested and not working for it. How can it possibly, man, you got to work, 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 work. Now, Paul said, I labor more abundantly than them all. Well, Pastor, I thought you said we, we don't work for it. It's not human effort. It's not human might. It's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. See, it's Spirit-directed effort. And you know when it's Spirit-directed effort, when you're not sweating, when you're not struggling, you're not striving, you're not worried. See, and you're at rest. You whistle, whistle while you work. I can't whistle. Too good. But you, you, you're resting while you work. Thank you, Lord. So, so you rest. And so you let God work while you rest, and you're patient. You're chilling. Get you a cup of tea or whatever your thing is. See, what's happening is, See, the enemy's coming after your faith. See, we're fighting the good fight of faith. And see, your faith is being tested. And the temptation is, while you wait, is try to make it happen. Try to put your hand in it and try to help God. But see, follow the path. Follow the flow. Follow what's in your heart. We don't do enough meditating. Man, I encourage you to get up in the morning and just sit down and rest. Don't just get up and, you know, just jump out of the bed at the last minute, the alarm hits, and you hit the ground running. Yeah. You've never done that. Anybody know people do that? They just get up and just go. I got things to do, man. I'm busy. Huh? Anybody remember George Clinton, Parliament, Funkadelic? He had some crazy sayings. But it's very insightful. He said, a dog that chases his tail is busy. And so everybody's busy. Some of y'all don't know nothing about George Clinton. <laughs> Think about it. A, a dog that chases, people, people talk about that. People crack me up talking about they're busy. They're on Facebook 70% of that day. 
and they're busy. Well, I got to do something. What do you, sometimes people don't even evaluate what, what is it, what are you doing? Well, I had a lot of running around, running around. Who told you to run around? I remember, I remember, you know, June, it's hardly a day go by where I don't, I don't think about Eugene. I mean, man, it's like he's not gone. I mean, I can still hear him. He was a mentor of mine and I learned so much from him and still learning from him because he left so much. See, when you go, you want to leave something. Now, you're going to live a long life. See, but you want to leave something. And one of the things, Eugene, he was busier than maybe anybody I knew. But he didn't carry this aura about him like he couldn't talk to nobody. I don't care where he was. He could have been at the Dallas Cowboys complex getting ready to negotiate for a big deal. I've talked to him when he was in the middle of some heavy negotiations that I would learn about later on TV, he would return my call and never say, like, not y'all, people I know, oh, Pastor, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, man. I was just so busy. I was just, I was just running around, man. I had to take care of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't get back with me because you didn't want to. Let's just face it. Everybody say, let's just face it. You see, the reason why you don't get back to somebody, don't start making these excuses. Talking about the reason why you don't call somebody back is because they weren't a priority to you. It's all about priorities. Well, I forgot. Well, that's real. Okay, if you forgot, you forgot. But don't be, don't, don't play the busy card. Busy doing what? Tell me what you're doing. That's where a good mentor comes in. Well, I just had all this. What are you doing? What? What? What is it, actually? Well, I had to go down here and pay the electric bill. I had to go and pay the gas bill. And I had to go. I was like, why aren't you doing that online? Why don't you do automatic? Or why don't you get the shop, the, the people to go to the grocery store for you? You go in there every day. Now, if you don't live in Europe, you, should be, you shouldn't be going to the store every day. Maybe, maybe, maybe go up and down the aisle and figure out, oh, Pastor, I thought you were preaching the word. I'm helping you. <laughs> Maybe figure out, get you a diagram so you don't have to go from one end of the store to the other end of the store, the other end of the store, because the stuff ain't moving around the different shelves every day. If you go to the same daggone store, get yourself organized, get you a list at home, so when you go out, you're organized. See, a lot of people, they're, they're just frantic. They have no organization. 
whatsoever. They have no plan. Now, God can interrupt your plan, but I mean, just evaluate. Look at your life. What are you doing? What, are you th- what am I talking about today? I'm talking about the trying of your faith. Work is patient. So, in between, <laughs> I'm helping. Say, say, Pastor, you're helping somebody. You're not helping me, but somebody needs this. Thank you, Lord. So the trying of your faith produces patience. I said I was going to get to something. I did on my way here today. I did something online on Facebook letting you know I want to show you how to know the will of God. It's very simple. Now let me set it up for you. Oh, first, let's do this. Cast not away. That means don't throw away your confidence. See, that's what happens when you get excited and you, you, you find out that, that you can believe for something. You can believe for big things. You can expect big things. You get all excited. But what happens is when a manifestation may be taking a while, it may take a, a year, the confidence starts fading away. But here it says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. In other words, it has a great reward. There's, a re- there's payday. Somebody get excited about this. Think about what you're believing for. Payday's coming. Even though it may, uh, thank you for your enthusiasm, but it, it may look like, it may look like, uh, it's rocky right now, the road. It looks like, you know I mean, the storm is raging. But what did Jesus do when he was in the back of the boat and they were hit with that storm? He was back there chilling. He said, let's go to the other side. He didn't say nothing about perishing. Oh, master, don't you care with perishing? He didn't say nothing about perishing. He went to sleep. What, don't you do something? They basically tell him, do something. Do what? Amen. You got the master in a boat with you. Do what he do. He rests. Thank you, Lord. You got, say, I got a reward coming. So I, 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 I need to hold on to my confidence. Don't throw it away. That's what he's saying. Don't throw it away. What do you need? For you have need of what? Patience. That after, now you got to do something first now. After you've done what? The will of God, you might receive the promise. And the Lord showed me something about this. I had a part of it, but I didn't connect it with this. And so, watch this. Let me set it up for you. Ephesians 5.17. Let me me allow you to do something instead of doing all your work for you. Pick up your Bible, even your Bible app, okay? 
uh, and let's, let's actually go to something. Let me see how fast you can get to it. The f fastest person that gets to this scripture, you get your admission price back. <laughs> what you pay to get in here, you're going to give it back to you. Ephesians 5, 17. That goes for you too, Indy. Ephesians 5, 17. Got it? Got it? What does it say? Therefore, do not be what? Foolish. foolish, unwise. We got different translations. Okay, don't be foolish. Don't be unwise. Anybody translation say anything different? Holler out, Indy. Thoughtless. thoughtless. Don't be thoughtless. But understanding what? What the will of the Lord is. In other words, if you don't know what the will of the Lord is, you're unwise. In the Old Testament, the prophets, God spoke to the prophets, and the prophets would let people know, the, the GP, the general population of Israel, would let them know what the will of the Lord is because the prophet had the anointing on him. Every believer did not have the anointing on them. So God went through an intermediary to get the word to people to get the plan of God for the people. And the prophet would share that with the people. All right? But in the New Testament, things shifted. God took away the first covenant and established the, the second covenant. And Hebrews tells us that under this new covenant, all shall know me. See, he said, you're not going to say every man his neighbor. I just realized I forgot my breakfast drink this morning. I feel a little weak right now. Just real, just dawned on me right now. I feel a little weak, man. I'm like, I forgot to drink my breakfast drink with the goji berries in it. What was I talking about? In a new covenant, you're not going to, they're not going to say, teach every man and every, every man his neighbor and know the Lord. He said, all shall know me from the least to the greatest. All shall know me. So, and, and the Bible tells us that, our, that, that my sheep hear my voice. So confess that. Don't say, well, I can't hear the will, will of God. He lives on the inside of you. In this new covenant, the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us. So we don't have somebody in between you and God. Not a pastor, not a prophet, not an evangelist, not an apostle, not a teacher. You don't have to, to you, you, under this new covenant, we don't look to a man to tell us what the will of God is. Now this is so simple, man. It's, 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 just, it's just amazing because... It's consistent with, with what God says in this new covenant that um, the only thing that we have to do is believe. The disciples asked Jesus, what, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, believe, believe on him in whom he sent. So it's really easy, but we make this thing complicated. And in the new covenant, if you read, read the, I've, I've read the New Testament through so many times. You never see somebody struggling. Oh, I just don't know the will of God. Nobody was asking Paul. I just don't know the will of God. I just, I just really, uh, can, 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 can you share with me how I can know what the will of, of God is? How, how about this? How about, here's a, here's a strange thought. 
let's let the Bible tell us what the will of God is. This is not the first mention of the will of God in this chapter. He talks about it a couple of times, and let's, let, and let, let's go, let's work this word. Everybody say, work it. And burn offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Wow. This is the old covenant. God is contrasting the old covenant from the new covenant. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins, that's in that Old Testament tabernacle system, God had a lot of pleasure, right? Amen? Oh, my gosh. See? See? This is why I keep going over and over things. See, I was listening when I was talking about I didn't have my, my drink this morning. But, see, God had a lot of pleasure in that Old Testament system, right? Amen? Thank you. Okay, see, see I'm listening, Pastor. God had no pleasure. We need to understand that and underscore that. Then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of book. It is written of me. Jesus came to do this. To do what? To do your will. Oh, God. Everybody say, your will. So what is it? Previously saying... Is God trying to get us to see something or what? Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings. He just elaborates on what he just said a little bit more. And offerings for sins. Before it said you had, no, had what? No pleasure. Here it says you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, behold, are we reading the same verse? This is a different one, saying the same thing. So when, when God, pay really attention, a lot of attention when God keeps repeating things. See, you think I repeat stuff a lot. My wife said, you repeat stuff a lot. I, I do. I get that from God. I'm just like my daddy. Behold, I have come to what? To do your will, O oh God. So he took away the first that he may establish the second. What's the first? Old covenant. What's the second? New covenant. Y'all just missed it. You just missed it. I just, I just gave it to you, and you just missed it. I just told you what the will of God is. That God does not want you under the law. I thought you were going to tell me what the will of God is for my life. It is. Stop trying to earn God's acceptance. Stop trying to perform. Stop trying to work for your blessings. The will of God for you is to rest in the finished work of Jesus. Man, I, I, I tell you what, I'm just blessed right now. 
I'm going to hit a place, man, that I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself. Huh? And it's going to be like one of them movies when um, I don't want it to be anticlimactic. When people, you ever hear somebody tell you, man, oh, this movie is so good. Oh, this movie was so good. And you get there, it's just garbage. I mean, they, they did that. Uh, somebody, our good friends, some of our closest friends told us about this movie where, uh, where, where these people, they were, um, what, was, what was the name of that, that film we went to? Do I want to say? Yeah. What, what, the Widow. Well, my, I went to that movie. If y'all like it, then no offense, but I thought that was a terrible movie. I went there, man. I said, what in the world? And, um, and, and, and so uh, I, had, I had to go see. I was so happy when I went to see, uh, I went to see uh, uh, Creed. Man, that got, got that other movie out of my system, man. That was a good movie. But you know, as people, they'll hype the thing up, and you get there, it's like, oh, man, it's, good. it's a good movie. And you get there, man, what were they talking about? They see the same thing I saw? What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, I'm getting ready to tell you. I'm getting ready to hit something, and you might not think it's a good movie, but you might not think it's good. You may not. Well, what's Pastor even talking about? But you got to be spiritually minded to get what I'm talking about. So, so yeah, so, I'm, okay. so act, like, act like you're excited when I get to the part. So, so you can seem like you're spiritually minded. No, sometimes things, sometimes things hit you later. And I, I get it when you just take it in or whatever, and you might shout 3 o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of the Colts game. You might, oh! I'll see what pastor's talking about. See, that's, that's what happens when you get what like I call a gusher, something really gets good. I'm setting you up right here. Because, see, over and over, it tells you about the will of God, the will of God. The sacrifice system, God had no pleasure, and he took away that old covenant. See, the old covenant, see, was, was a um, relationship. See, they had a relationship with God in the old covenant that was based on, on what they did to qualify for God's blessings. In the new covenant, he took that away and he established the new covenant, which is a relationship with God that's based on what Jesus has done to qualify me. I'm qualified for all the blessings. So you get up in the morning, don't think, man, what's the will of God? The will of God is no self-effort. Your kids wake up in the morning. Anybody have small kids? I'll tell you what to do. Let me, let me tell you. You're going to think I've been in your home. When they get up in the morning, they're going to say, oh, my goodness. What am I going to have to do to get breakfast? I don't know if there's breakfast, if there's cereal, if there's going to be eggs and bacon or a smoothie or whatever the thing is. I don't know when, if, if, when I wake up do, tomorrow, am I going, when I come home from school even today, is at my house, uh, 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 am I going to be able to get in my house? Am I going to have a place to stay? What's, what is the will of my parents? 
No, they just get up. Where's breakfast? <laughs> what a way to live. Because they expect to be fed, to be provided for, to be cared for. And they just rest. Huh? And don't let you be out of something. Huh? See, thank you, Lord. And God is not like some of us. I got some experience with this when they're 25 and they're still in the house. And we don't have any milk. Right down the street over there, there's Kroger's. You get in your car. After a certain age, it's dinner for two. You understand? You can stay here as long as you want. But this food is here for two people. In the kingdom, we never grow out of being his child. God never said, you on your own. <laughs> you know enough word now. <laughs> As you should be able to do it yourself. <laughs> no. You're always a child in his eyes. The Bible says he carries us day by day. What? How long have I been out of time? So, watch this. Let's wrap it up. He's still talking about the will. He mentioned will three times. And this is the problem with just going on Facebook to get your Bible reading. And I post scriptures on Facebook. It's wonderful to throw a word out there. But we need to read chapters and get the context. See, because sometimes when people, they, they, they take the, the, the text out of the context and you have a con. Context, context, take the text out of the context. You left with a con. And see, so we're going to show you a context right here. By that will. What will? That we're in a new covenant, not based on rules. By that will, that God doesn't want us under the law anymore. We have been sanctified through the offering. This all happened through the offering of the body of Jesus once for all time. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense and reward. Here comes the climax of the movie, y'all. You have need of what? That after you've done? When are you going to get the promise? After you've done the will of God? And what's the will of God? That you're not under the law. When you understand that you're not under the law, but under grace, and stop trying to work for your blessings 
you're going to receive the promise as you rest. This is the context. I might hit you later, but I just put those verses together. Um, when I say I put it together, the Holy Spirit put that together for me after you've done the will of God. And see, sometimes people can get hung up there and think, well, man, I, I need to know what the will of God is. I mean, I, I, to receive the promise. Get out, of, get out of works and get into rest. Because, see, when, you're, when you've done the will of God, why do you need patience? Because you don't see anything. And you can be tempted to help God. But you just, just, you just be, be patient while you're resting. And avoid the temptation to put your hands in there and scurry around. And you can work yourself silly trying to do something. And you always know when you get in that um, works thing is when you get in that, you get in a Martha syndrome. Lord, don't you care that my sister let me serve alone? Tell her to come in here and help me. When Jesus was, was teaching and Mary was in Martha's house, was sitting there, Mary was sitting there hearing his word. He said, Martha, Martha, when he says your name twice, you're in trouble. He's like, Martha, Martha. He said, you're worried and troubled about so many things. So many things. Some of y'all, just so many things. Well, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of it. I got to take care of it. You got broke people running around talking about how much stuff they got to take care of. And what, is, what does that do for you? And you're still in the same place a year later. So, so you're worried and troubled about so many things. Jesus said, made a powerful statement. He said, one thing is needed. This one thing. What was Mary doing? Well, she was working. Man, Jesus is at the crib. You got to get the ribs ready. You got to bring out everything. Man, Jesus is, we, it's a lot to do. We got to do. Isn't that what, man, isn't the Holy Spirit amazing? You see how he's putting this word together? I'm not doing this. this man, somebody needs to hear this today. You, you see the theme going through this whole uh, 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 celebration that we're having today? Grab a hold of this thing. You're working and working and working it. You, I'm working it. We need to bring out that old song. Work it out. Jesus can't work it. Work it out. Can't pay your rent. Work it out. All your money spent. Work it out. They ain't talking about you working it. Let Jesus. Jesus can work it out. 
People walk out right out of there singing that song after they're sweating and, and, and hanging from the chandeliers and everything. They go right out there and they try to work it out. One thing is needed. Some of y'all don't believe that because you take care of the one thing, then everything else will fall into place. It's amazing. Mary's like, hey. And he said, listen, one thing is needed. Mary chose it. It's a decision. So I, I challenge you today, what do you choose? You're going to choose to be Martha or Mary. Mary chose the best thing. Well, you just ask your question. All they're running around, what does it do? What happens when you're through? Well, I'm tired. Uh, Pastor, <laughs> I, 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 I would have come to church, but after all the stuff I had to do, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? Because it, you, you've got a, 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 a D. I Y is that right? Do it yourself, Christianity. Well, I got to do something. I got to do something. <laughs> Some of y'all don't think it can happen. My wife and I, we own businesses. Say it by say businesses. Some people say, well, you just need to just pastor. And well, I don't want my, my pastor to have a business. Well, that's your, you just think whatever you want to think. <laughs> think whatever you want to think. Um, I'm following the plan of God for my life. You know, all our businesses are so easy. There's a group in Atlanta. One of my businesses is uh, social media marketing, and I had... I don't say too much about it. I'm going to say this just to give you an example. Um, I was in Atlanta, and a guy set up two meetings, uh, and I did nothing. I did nothing to make these meetings happen. I didn't even know these individuals. But somebody found out what I did, shared it with somebody. One of them you know, owns a, a, a popular restaurant, Copeland's of, of, of New Orleans, had two franchises in Atlanta. I'm meeting with one of the owners. Then uh, there's a realty group. I think they just started breaking into Fort Wayne, uh, Keller Williams. And this guy has a lot of different, um, he's got a group that he's over. And he said his, his supervisor or manager told him when the person made the introduction for me, he said, that's, he said, that's ironic because my manager just told me to give me the approval to train my people on social media. And so, end up meeting him. I did nothing. I, don't, I didn't have the connection. God had the connection. And God knew the people. God knew somebody. God knew everybody, don't he? And, uh, but there was uh, somebody who knew somebody and told that somebody about me, and I met with the man with Keller Williams, and he wants me to come, come back uh, 
to share with their whole team and give a presentation to their whole team. And, and Keller Williams is big in, in Atlanta. You heard of him, June? Keller Williams is a real, real estate company. But so I'm, I'm sharing with their whole team. I didn't, I, you know what I did to make it happen? I did, I, I did marry. I didn't even, I wouldn't even know how to get in front of those people. Uh, let, me, let me tell you how, how God did. The last time I met with, some of y'all remember Mark and Sharon Turner. Mark and Sharon Turner, uh, we met with them. I was trying to figure out, now, have I ever gone to this other business owner I met with? Uh, anybody ever heard of Copeland's of New Orleans? Okay, so, so then they're franchised, and this, this person uh, is one of the owners of the two franchises they have in Atlanta. And so I'm sitting down. Or I was trying, before the meeting, I tried to figure out, have I, it seemed like I've eaten there before, but I couldn't remember. And when we pulled up to the restaurant, I said, on it. Just maybe six weeks ago, when I met with Mark and Sharon Turner, this is where Sharon wanted to eat. And that's where we met. And I did a video right in, the, in, in front of the water fountain right in front of the restaurant doing a social media marketing tip. And I didn't know the next time I'm coming there, I'm meeting with the owner. See, you can't make this stuff up. But see, what, 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 what people want to do is they want to say, well, how if I don't do it, Pastor, how's it going to be done? I don't know. It, you just trust him. Every head, body, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you no person will leave here with their spirit.